Let's talk about above all others. The man Jesus is the one that we can say above all the rest. There is no human being that will ever live that will be up to what he has done. The Bible says there is no any love that is greater than this, that a man should lay down his life for the sake of his dear friend. Nobody is going to do that. But that was what he did. He actually left his throne and came down to stay with us and live with us and age with us. So what Jesus actually came to do was to actually show us the life that is above all. So he demonstrated it because at the beginning in the garden, the man that God created, he created him so that he can live above all. The man Adam was not an ordinary man. He was God image. And so God prepared everything and put the man Adam inside of the garden and said, tend it. And everything obeyed him. How do we know that that man was so special? You will not understand until you have read that God actually told him to name everything. And he named them according to the mind of God. And the Bible told us, even when he felt that the man Adam was, God was coming down to fellowship with him. God will not have fellowship with a fool. He will not have created an entity for somebody to be speaking to God, for God to be coming down to fellowship with him. That means he was in the frequency of God, was actually speaking the language of God. And God wanted him, and God was fellowshipping with him. So he was living a life that was above all, until he fell in the garden. So when he fell in the garden, all the things that were answering to him, he began to answer to them. He was now looking for survivor. He was looking for survivor, how to survive. And God looked at it and said, that this was not the intention. The intention was that you live above and above all. The intention was that you were created to be on top, but something happened in the system. So we got to go visit the foundation. That is why I believe God this night, that God is going to visit somebody's foundation. So he now said, I'm going to send my son to redeem them. And Jesus came into the scene. And the work of Jesus was to bring man back to the life that God intended. So when we became born again, we were not subject to ridicule. We actually walked out of the negative life that we were living and came into the life of the son of God. So the main thing is that when we became Christian, we're not expected to be subject to the lifestyle that we're living before. We're supposed to live as God intended us to live on the planet Earth. Somebody say amen. amen. So the life, that's why he said, Apostle Paul got his soul. He said, the life that I live now is the life of the Son of God that gave himself as a ransom for me. So he got it so well. I'm not just living an ordinary life. I'm no longer myself. I'm living the life. A personality has changed. Something has changed in me. I'm no longer the ordinary person that you used to know. Somebody in this meeting will not be ordinary again. So when we are talking about living above others, it's living an exemplary life. A life that is different from the rest. A life that others will say, oh, we want to be like him. We want to emulate him. Everything that you do, everybody is looking at it. And that is what God wants to do in the, new, in, the, in the end time church. He wants the end time church to be the one that the world will begin to take instruction from. Isaiah 2 and 2, he said, it shall come to pass in that day that the house of the Lord shall be highly exalted. Not that we're going to build mansions, when that we're going to build cities, we're building cities, but the result that is coming from us. When they look at the smallest among us, they simply begin to look at it and say, where are they coming from? 
So by the virtue of the New Testament and the new birth in us, we are expected to live a life that is flying. That's why Isaiah was speaking in Isaiah 60 and verse 8. He said, who are these that fly onto their windows? So when God was simply speaking about the New Testament church, he's talking about high flyers in life, men that are flying. Men that by reason of understanding of what is happening in the system, they can profess solution to issues of life. I am praying that after this meeting, you will not be in that corner again. Amen. Somebody that is here say, better amen. amen. The life that I live now is the life of the son of God. That gave himself for me. So I have abandoned my life. I have left it alone. I have not taken something else. That I've taken an assignment that is different from the one that I intentionally came for. I have dropped it somewhere. But the one that I live now is different. So when we are talking about living a life that is above. We are talking about living a life that is different. A life of God personified in man. A life of God that they simply look at you and say, no, these are not human beings again. You remember when Apostle Paul preached in the book of Acts, they simply look at them, they said, the gods have come to us in likeness of man. So they were different. The things they were doing was different. The way they handled the issues of life was different. Everybody was wondering. And they said, wow, where are they coming from? Knowing the fact that we knew their parents, we knew they were fishermen, we knew they were ordinary men. Ordinary men are becoming extraordinary men. Come on, say better amen. Come on, say better amen. So our coming to the kingdom is to bring honor, is to bring glory, is to bring power to the kingdom of God. Is to actually take us from the place of shame and bring us into the place where God himself will be excited that we came. So we are not subject to penury. We are not subject to economic system of the world. We live above them. So when Jesus was saying that he that comes from above is above all. He was simply saying that the life that I'm living now is the life that you are expected to live. You are expected to be above challenges, above difficulties, above penury, above economic crisis, above climatic and, 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 then, and then even political system. You are expected to be living a life that is different. Now look at it. How were they able to live in Egypt and they were making progress in Egypt and Egypt was in darkness? They were living a different, in a different economy. They were living a life that was above all. They were enjoying in Goshen where there was darkness in Egypt. Things were working in Goshen and things were not working in Egypt. They were crying in Egypt. Yes, there was light and there was peace. There was food, abundance in Egypt. That is the life that we are supposed to live. That was why Jesus was speaking. He said, you are in this world, but you are not of this world. We must understand that if we are to live a life that is above, we are going to live according to the kingdom dictate. Not according to the world dictate. Because the kingdom dictate is, is quite different from what we are having in the world. We are going to have to switch over and change the button and press the kingdom button in our system. So that we begin to listen to what God says. And what God says is going to be different. It's going to be totally different from what we are used to. God can simply, as you are dressing up to work, you are getting ready. I mustn't be late for my shift. And God says, sit down today and worship me. And you simply get down to the, you simply turn on the TV or something. And some, at about three hours later, you discover that system has been collapsed. Because you have had God, you just sat down in your house and you are giving glory to him. 
You are not part of the things that went on in the system. Why? You are living not according to your dictate, but according to the dictates of heaven. That is the life that is above. The Lord, Deuteronomy 28, 13, he said, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. That's the life that is above. That they look at you and simply say, oh, you are an amazement. You are a wonder to your world. You are different from the rest. We just look at you in this company. You don't do the things others do. You don't cheat the way others cheat. You don't talk the way others cheat. We look at you in this institution. You are different. No wonder you are getting the best of results. That's what we are talking about. I mean, your uniqueness begins to show. They just see something different in you. And simply say, we don't know how you are doing it, but you are getting results more than the rest. I had a lady that came all the way from Cameroon some years back. She was attending our church, and somehow the word of the Lord came so much. And then she became strong, and then she started working with boots. And you know, boots are some compartment, they sell perfumes, and so on and so forth. And one day she came to me and said, they don't know how I'm doing it. I'm the only one that is selling in the whole of the store. The rest were not selling. But when it comes to me, immediately I get there, things begins to move. And said, she said, I told them that there is something that I have had that is packing the result. That is what I believe will be somebody's testimony here. Somebody say, better amen. So it's a life of flourishing. That is different from the rest. We flourish in the midst of obstacles, in the midst of things that are difficult. Where they expect us to die, we simply live there. Where they expect us not to get results, we get there, result comes. Where others are falling down, we are simply rising up. Where others are not getting results, we are getting results. That's the life we are talking about. It's the life that is different from what the world can offer. Glory to God. Look at it. He said in Third John 2, he said, above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in the earth, even as thy soul prospereth. You prosper in the day, you prosper in the night, you prosper in the morning, you prosper all around. You they simply look at you and say, you got the Midas torch. You got the Midas torch. No, God is the one that is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He simply bring out himself inside of you. And when he asks you, you just return all the glory to him. Because immediately you begin to share his glory, it takes away the grace. So you return the glory to him inside of you and you are lifting up your hand inside of you and say, it all belongs to God. That's the life we are talking about. It means that God is standing by us. God at work in us. God dictating the pace for us. That was the story of the three Hebrews. They weren't just doing things on their own. The king said, I've erected the, the, the gods and everybody must bow to it. They stood. They were simply living a different life. We can't bow down to any image. Oh, king, we have made up our mind. We are living a kingdom life. We are not going to bow to the things others are bowing down to. Hear the word of the Lord. Whatsoever others are bowing down to, you will not bow down to it. What is breaking others will not break you. What is molesting others will not molest you. What is killing others will not kill you. Hallelujah. I say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They do what? They comfort me on every side. I am being comforted. I don't feel the things others are feeling. I don't go hungry while others are going hungry. I don't do the things others are doing. I'm simply enjoying my life in Christ Jesus. Somebody give the Lord a baby girl. Hallelujah. What does it mean to live a life of above? 
is to live on top of issues of life. Before problem comes, you already know. You simply know there is an intuition in you that says there will be a problem and solution comes. That was the life of Daniel. He simply knew that there will always be problem in the system. And instead of him breaking down in the system, he simply was rising by the problem that the enemy was creating. The enemy was simply bringing problem and Daniel was the solution they were looking for. That four kings came and they were still referring to him. By the spirit of God, the wisdom God is going to deposit in some people here at this conference. By the spirit of God, four generations will still be referring to it. In the name of Jesus, it means to live above challenges of life. They were about to kill all the noblemen in the land and Daniel said, I will go to him. He said, tell him to take it easy. He said, tell the king, he's too much in a hurry. Take it easy, sir. Give us three days and then we'll bring the answer. And after the third day, Daniel came and took the matter straight to the king. And he presented the solution to the king. That was a life that is above. It was above all. They will have killed all the wise men. They will have killed everybody. Others will have gone. There will have been any office of the wise men again in the land. But Daniel stood. That is how somebody will stand. You will stand to be counted. You will stand to be seen. You will stand to be righteous. You will stand to do the will of God. In the name of Jesus. What does it mean to live a life of above? It means to become an overcomer. Hallelujah. An overcomer. See, when you are saying you are an overcomer, it means you have been through challenges. And they have not been able to overwhelm you. You simply in the midst of challenges. At the time in my life, everything was everywhere. Things were moving from left, right, and center. But I was not bad. I was not down. Because I know that it is working for my good. When you are in the midst of a mess that is terrible, when you don't even know what to do, what to say, God comes through for you. That is what it means. It's not somebody that is just coming to church without any experience. We are not saying that you will not go through stuff of life. When we're saying a life that is living a life that is above, you are going to go through stuff. But in the midst of this, God will create a way of escape. God will not tempt you beyond what you can bear. You know what? What does it mean to live a life that is above? It means to become a reference point. That was what we saw in the life of Job. In Job 1.8, the Lord himself was referring to Job, telling Satan, have you seen my servant Job? He was good everywhere. Have you seen? And, and the devil himself said, haven't you blessed him? It means to live a life that is called blessed. When others are calling you blessed, when the devil also knows that you are blessed, when sins are happening in your life, the devil comes down and says, no, this one is a bless. That is going to be somebody's story. That is going to be your story. From this meeting, that will be your story. The deposit of the power of God, God, that is God going to do this night and tomorrow night, you will not remember the same again. You know what he said unto, unto Zechariah, the high priest? He said in Zechariah 3, 8, he said the men that are seated before you, they are men of honor, men to be looked up to, men of distinguishment, men that others will refer to, men that are different. That is what God is going to make men and women in this assembly. 
in the name of Jesus. Honor and dignity will rest. The power of God will come down. Something different will come. You will not be the same again. In the name of Jesus. What does it mean to live a life that is above? It simply means you are at the command. Others are at your command. You know what that man said? He said, when I say to one, he goes. And when I say to another, come, he comes. He has an understanding of what command is in the realm of the spirit. And Jesus looked at him and said, I have not seen this faith in the entire Israel. I'm talking about the centurion now. That the servant was sick and he came to Jesus. And Jesus said, I said to one, go and he go. And I said to another, come. So when we are saying you are living a life that is above, we're simply saying you are living a life of a commander. You are a commander in the realm of the spirit. You simply see things in the realm of the spirit and you begin to speak to them from the spirit realm. You see disaster that was about to come and you begin to command them in the spirit realm. You begin to speak to issues of life. No, God suddenly open your eyes to see the challenges a woman or a man is facing in the assembly. And you begin to speak against them. This shall not come. You are in command. You are in charge. You are like a watchman over the city. God is placing such men around this assembly. Men that will wake up to pray in the night. Men that we intercede in the night, men that will begin to speak in the night, and God will begin to act into their voices, men that will become watchmen, men that will see into the realm of the spirit. When we're in real connection, so many times I'll go to the servant of God in the morning, on Sunday morning, say, this is what the Lord said, this is what the Lord said, and everything the Lord will bring them to pass. I am praying that such men will arise. In the name of Jesus, what are we talking about? A life that is above is a life full of testimonies. And you know, you don't have testimonies until you have, you've been through test. The reason why it is called testimony is that you have a testimonial showing that you've been through the test. There is nobody that doesn't pass exam and they give him the certificate. You must have gone through the test of life, challenges of life, but you are not troubled on any side. You simply came out and said, through it all, I give all glory to God. That's what we're talking about. A life that is full of light. That's what we're talking about. He said, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set upon the hill that can never be hidden. Hear it after this meeting. By the spirit of God, somebody's gift will not be hidden again. Somebody's gift will not be hidden again. The Lord will expose you to where it matters. In the name, he said, the gift of a man maketh room for him. Now maketh him to stand before kings and not ordinary men. After this convention, after this conference, by the spirit of God, that small gift will open doors for you. It will open doors for you. In the name of Jesus, you are the light of the world. A city that is set upon the hill that can never be hidden. That's what we're talking about. You become the showpiece. You are the one that tell everybody, look at what you are doing and say, that is what I want. 
That is how we want it. Your wedding, everybody begins to refer to it. Your marriage, everybody begins to refer to Your academics, people begin. Your job, people begin to. Your family, things just, the lines begin to fall onto you in pleasant places. And suddenly you have a godly heritage. I am praying by the spirit of God that after these three days, in the name of Jesus, that will be your testimony. In the name of Jesus, that will be your testimony. You, in the name of Jesus, that will be your testimony. You know what that man said, David? He said, I am an amazement unto many. Because thy word am I made. I am an amazement. In other words, I am a wonder. Ah! Have you studied the life of that man? Have you looked at that man called David by himself? He was living a life that was above. One of his servants simply came to him and said, my, my master. He said, you are wiser than an angel. When they refer to you at that level, how do you feel? In other words, they simply say whatsoever you say as an authority. And that was in the Old Testament. That was before Christ came. Now that Christ has come and he has died, he has resurrected, and we have believed in him, and he has given us a new testament, and he has given us a new grace, how much more should our life be? He said, if the Old Testament was full, was that bad, was that good, how much more with the grace of the New Testament? Friends, in the New Testament church, by the virtue of our new birth, we're supposed to live a better life. A life that is different from the rest. You know, that was why one time I was doing this study. I was looking at the life of Elijah. And then he said to God, when Jesus, that woman began to pursue, he said, my life is not better than that of my father. And I look at that very statement and said, your life not better than that of your father? Who knew your father? Where were you, your fathers from? Who knew their surname? Who knew what they did? Who, there was nothing that was written about them. If your father was that good, it would have been the surname of the father that you'll be bearing. But it was, you, you simply refer to Elijah the Tishbite. No, that means there was no family to refer to you about. There are many people that from this day, from this meeting, there is nothing to speak about the family, but you will be the first in the family. In the name of Jesus. What are we talking about? We're talking about a lifestyle that breaks record. One time I came to a conclusion after studying my Bible. I said, every record is there to be broken. If somebody has raised the dead before, you can raise the dead. If somebody has healed the sick before, I was saying that in my office. If somebody has healed the sick before, you can heal the sick. If somebody has walked upon the water before, you can do the same thing. So whatsoever you see as a record, whatsoever you see as an achievement that somebody has achieved, when you are living a life that is above, you are supposed to see yourself better than that. You're supposed to see yourself greater than that. You're supposed to see yourself doing better than what anybody has done. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the war. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? I'm telling you this. Greater is See, after studying the New Testament to a new level, I read and read and read. There was a time I was reading 64 chapters of the Bible a day. 
I, there was a time I was reading 45 chapters of the Bible. I came to conclusion that I am too tough for the enemy to handle. Why? The word of the Lord began to live inside of me. When you get to a level, you simply see your problem as not issue at all. I am praying that after these three days, some people will rise as champions. Because what you will begin to do, what you begin to achieve, you yourself, you will marvel. You will simply look at it. It's not me that is doing it, but something that is a man. Something that is a man. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in me. It means I can do better than those that have gone ahead. Christ in me, I can achieve more. Christ in me, I can turn the table against the enemy. Christ in me, I can do more than what others have done. That's what is going to happen. Because from now, you are going to the topmost top. Glory to God. Maybe you don't understand. The reason why God brought a conference like this together and gave it a team that God has given unto us is because God is about to shift some people. Are you understanding me? He wants to shift people. He wants to move them from where they used to be. He wants to give them a different address. He wants to reposition them. He wants to rediscover. He wants their generation to rediscover them. He wants something that is unusual to begin to come out of them. They're out of their belly shall flows rivers of living water. By the time they open their mouth, solution is coming. When they are talking, solution is coming. When they are talking, things are happening. Before they even stop talking, answer. That is what God is making out of you. Somebody shout a better amen. How do we enter into this level that God is saying? There are many of us that we don't actually understand the word new birth. <laughs> See, a born-again child of God, you can be in your house or even publicly and be dancing to music every day. Why? There is something that is different in you. If anyone be in Christ Jesus, is a new creature. So you must understand what you you confess. Your confession must be your profession. You understand what I'm saying? You must understand. Ah, you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. That is the first thing. And then it changes. He said, he said, he said, if it's a new creature, all things are what they have passed away. I'm a new creature, a New Testament believer. In the New Testament, the Bible Jesus said it. He said the great in the Old Testament, the greatest of them that came was John the Baptist. And you know what Jesus said? He said, the least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. So can you see all the prophets put together? Right from the ones, Adam, 
compressed them to, a to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Solomon, Elijah, Elisha, and the rest of them. Every one of them put together. He said the greatest in the kingdom is who? Is John the Baptist. But the least of them, the least of us in the New Testament is greater than them. So when I understand the place of my new birth, I shouldn't see anything as a barrier. Jesus never saw that. Jesus never saw any barrier. Look at it very well. They simply came to him and said, Lord, you have been sitting down with them for three days. Thank you. You have been sitting down for them. You have been teaching them for three days. Let them go home. And he said, no, I don't want them to go home because they, they can faint on the way. He said, what have you got? He said, we have nothing except a boy that has a lunch. He was always having solution to every issues of life. He said, we have a lunch box here. Five loaves of bread and two fishes. And Jesus said, that we do. And then he lifted it up unto God. Nothing was a problem to him. He never saw it. Everything was there so that the glory of God can be manifested. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So you are in that very challenge so that the glory of God can be manifested. You are going through that very challenge because God's glory must be manifested. See, the Bible says if he allows you to go through it, it's a proof that there is something God wants to pass across. And then he lifted it up and blessed it. And when he blessed it, what happened? The Bible told us that they fed all of them, 5,000 men. Excluding women and children. And then from my experience, women eat more than men. Are you understanding me? From my experience, are you understanding me? And then they were fed and they had 12 baskets left. And they took it to the boy's house. You are in that very challenge because God wants the best of you to come out. So there are some of us that are going through some things now. It's working for our good. Because if the devil has known, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. He didn't know that everything that he was doing concerning Jesus Christ was working according to the plan and the program of God. And yourself, your issues will not be an exception. What you are going through is working for your future. It's working for your freedom. It's working for your, for your greatness. It's working. Listen to me. You won't be able to say you have a testimony until you have gone through tests. And after you come out of the test, you have the testimony as waiting for you. By the spirit of God after now, whatsoever is a challenge will become a chain of pass. Somebody say a better aim. Yeah. Number two is that we must understand the place of the of word of God. The place of the word of God. God's word. Jesus was, he came into the temple. Luke chapter 4 and they, they gave him a book. He opened the place that was speaking about him. The place that was actually speaking about him. Place speaking about him. And then he opened it and he opened it and he opened it. He read there is a place that is speaking about your issues. You only need to discover it. You only need to go through the scripture. Every word is not your word. But once your word came or comes, 
your story changes. You know, Joseph was in that prison, and then suddenly, <laughs> he was in prison until his word came. But when his word came, the king sent for him. By the Spirit of God during this conference, somebody will hear their word. Somebody will hear their word. In the name of Jesus, number three is obedient to his command. Commandment of God, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. Obedient to God's own command, not according to yourself, not according to what you feel. Obedient, if we are going to rise up and above, we must take serious the place of obedience. Said to obey is better than sacrifice. To hearken than the fat of rams. There are many people that one singular disobedience has cost them 25 years. And one single mistake, 25 years is gone. When you remove 25 years out of your years, how many does it remain? So you must understand the place of obedience. In the name of Jesus, you will not miss your step. Another one is the place of wisdom. We walk in 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 Proverbs 13, 20. He said, he that walk with the wise shall be wise. But he that is a friend of the fool is also what? A foolish person. So you must understand the place of wisdom. There are times you don't talk. There are times you don't display yourself. It's not every time that you must show that you have the gift. It's not every time that you must open up yourself to the enemy to come in. There are times to make friends. There are times not to make friends. There are times to be quiet. There are times to shut yourself away from everybody. All this come together. By the time you pull them together, you will see that you are rising to the top. You are rising to the top. Lastly, you must understand the place of hard work and training. If we're going to get to the top, we must work hard. Jesus said, my father work. Either to I walk. He that will not walk is not permitted to eat. If it means waking up 24 hours a day, wake up. If it means praying 18 hours a day, pray it. Glory to God. I've never seen a place where hard work kills people. I said to me, I run a very wicked schedule that I hardly sleep four hours a day. So the day that I am off and I am sleeping, I'm sleeping like I will wake up the next day. And it's a lie. By the time I wake up again, I simply say, where did we stop? Let's go on again. The place of hard work. When you see somebody telling me, ah, I can't sleep in the night. I just laugh. You have not worked. That's why you are not sleeping. If you have worked, by the time you get to the bed, one sec you are gone. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hard work does not skill. Proverbs 24, 3 said, a little sleep here, a little slumber there. So shall thy poverty come upon you like a noonday. So in order for you to shun poverty, work hard. You are still a young man now. He said it is easier for a young man to bear his yoke when he's young. Wake up now. Do the work of 20 years now. Do the work of five years now. Say, men, men, project into the future. See the next five years. If I can give the next three, four hours extra of my life for the next five years, I might have bought another 10 years of my life. The place of hard work can never, never be overemphasized. And 2 Thessalonians 3.10, He that does not walk must not eat, must not eat. So you ask yourself, how many times am I eating? 
I was talking to a friend not too long ago. I said, do you eat because you feel like eating or you eat because you are hungry? There are two things there. There are some of us that we only eat because I must eat. I must eat. But when was the last time you felt like I am hungry? So we go to the shops and spend money because we must eat. No, you eat because the body needs it. If it doesn't need it, just keep quiet and go on. There are days I just go on with ordinary water. I'm not fasting. I'm not declared fasting. I'm just going on with ordinary water. Why? I must see into my, I must work hard. I must work hard. And then the place of training. The place of training. Don't ever make mistake that what you know now will still be relevant in the next five years. You must keep on sharpening yourself. If you are going to be on top, if you are going to be ahead, you must keep on sharpening yourself, sharpening yourself, sharpening yourself. There are some of us when we were growing up, the only thing about computer was data processing. Now, if it was data processing that I knew up till now, I would have been sent out of the system completely. Yes, it has long died, long time ago. So you got to keep working on yourself. That was the secret of David. He was using the sling very well in the bush. He was training himself, and one day, opportunity came. So he was not looking for any other weapon. When they gave him another weapon, he said, no, 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 I've not tried this. There are things that I have tried. And the Bible says he went down to pick five stones. He trusted that five stone more than the armory of Saul. He trusted it more than any weapon given to him. He said, with this, I will bring him down. Why? I have worked with it. Listen to me. There are things you must train yourself about. you got to train yourself. There is nobody that is bigger than training. I saw somebody that was 90 years just enrolling in primary school. I said he needed it. If that was the only thing that he did in his life before he goes to the grave, he has achieved something. Train yourself. And when opportunity came for him to use that sling against Goliath, it was very easy for him. My prayer is that your Goliath will come down. As you engage in training, in the name of Jesus, your Goliath will come down. As we go through this conference by the Spirit of God, God himself will sharpen you more than you ever intended. In the name of, he said, I will make of you a threshing instrument. Sharper, a sharp instrument. I pray, men and women, young men and young men here, in the name of just God, we sharpen you. You'll be sharp in the prophetic that you can know the next thing that God is about to do. You can know the next thing that God wants to do. You'll be sharp in the economics that you will know what's the trending in the market. You will know what to do and how to do it by the Spirit of God. Let's rise up on our feet and give God the glory for his word. Let's bless him for his word. Let's give him glory. Can we bless him for his word? Can we bless him for his word? Lift up your hands if you have been blessed at all and give him glory. 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 Thank him for his word. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, my father. In Jesus' name we pray. I have I've shot my time. I don't want to be more than the next two minutes here. 
I want you to pray like you are the only one here. Say, Father, the life that is on top, I desire it by virtue of your spirit and your word. Take me there in the name of Jesus. Can you go ahead, lift up your hands and speak to the Lord? Saint Talabosha. Lehi Tabo Shaba. Rete Glato Saba Sam Talaba. Bishabalaba Sam Talaba Sambalabo. Lehi Tabo Shambolabosha. How you pray? How you pray? How you pray? The life that is above is what I desire. Take me there. Take me there. Take me there. Take me there. Hey. Take me there. Lehe Tabosh. Megelia Baros Thank you, my Father. Thank you, Lord. Please, let's lift up our hands unto the Lord. Father, you brought us here so that we can receive. Lord, I pray for everyone here. Life that is above is possible in you. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask, take every one of us there. So the place wherein we dwell is too small for us. And that is what we are saying to you. Give us permission to go ahead. And go to a larger place. Lord, I pray for everyone here. In the name of Jesus. Let everyone rise to their topmost top. I pray for that woman that is confused. I ask in the name of Jesus, let the Lord give you direction. I ask for that man that is about to take a crucial decision. In the name of Jesus, I ask the Lord to choose that decision for you. Father, I ask for that one that is crying. Say, all I need is you in my life. Lord, I pray you will make yourself completely available to him. Lord, show him yourself, oh God, in the name of Jesus. There is a man here, you are saying, my life is in your hand. Lord, do it whatsoever you want. Lord, I ask, oh God, that that which is craving for, Lord, you will show it unto him. For somebody believing God for a miracle in this conference, in the name of Jesus, I ask the Lord to answer your prayer. In the name of Jesus, everyone that is sick here, in the name of Jesus, by the Spirit of God, I decree, receive your healing. Healing in your body right now. Receive it in the name of Jesus. This very conference, as it ends, your favor open up to you. In the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Come on, give the Lord a big, big hand. Come on, give the Lord a big, big hand.